They say it grows so cold up here in winter that a man's laughter freezes in his throat and chokes him to death. Perhaps that is why the Starks have so little humor. Welcome to 2C1C, a Game of Thrones podcast founded in 2010 by myself, Will Lentz, Greg Atkinson, and Brett Zyler. Now hosted by myself, Daryl Lloyd, and Kyle Mansell, with guest appearances by past hosts and more. Many thanks to GRRM and FFG for making this possible, CardGameDB for our hosting, and Josh Woodward for the Creative Commons music you hear in this episode. Welcome to Season 4.5. You know what's going to have some humor, guys? This, this episode. Podcast. Yeah. Who's back? Not me. Oh, is that me? <laughs> Pretty oh. sure that's you. Well, I'm back. Yeah, I thought uh, it was... I, I, don't, I don't have a good follow-up for that. You should have just gone with Konichiwa. <laughs> yeah, welcome no, back, Carl. Because that's, that's what the people were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they were given the host they need, not the host they want. <laughs> I'm so well, maybe you're the host they want. You're yeah. definitely the host they want. I get Not messages the all the time. Her. Everyone's always messaging, like, where's Daryl? Get Daryl back. Fuck you. Get off the podcast. Where's Daryl? <laughs> yep, that's pretty much the only thing I heard at Kyle's wedding. It was a whole was lot of, congrats, Kyle podcast. and Danny. Now, Will, where the hell's Daryl? <laughs> that's right. I was, uh, I was on a spirit quest. A spiritual Ooh. journey. Who's your uh, Who's your totem animal? Uh, it's actually a jar of lube. Oh, <laughs> so. that actually yeah. explains a lot. Yeah, I was I was expecting like a meerkat or something, but uh, nope, just a little bottle of KY. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I just man, I don't even know where to take that joke next. Yep, we can't follow that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another fine episode of Two Champs and a Chump. My name is Daryl. I'm Will. And I'm Aaron. Let's do some fact. Uh, all right. So we've got a new FAQ this time around. In fact, we have a doubly new FAQ. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but FFG put out a uh, minor point revision today. We're at 5.3.1. What up? Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to point out the date on this FAQ shows 10-6-2014. Yeah. We're recording this on the 16th. It originally came out on the 15th. The the tiny little uh, update today on the 16th. I think they've been sitting on it for a little while. You know why it I came out on the so. 15th? Because they were fucking with us. They didn't want us to get it on the podcast. They were like, a Wednesday? Ha ha. Yeah, exactly. Nate's out there throwing darts at release dates now, too. Uh, but thankfully, my internet screwed up. So here we are recording on Thursday so we can catch this action. Shall we just uh, plow right down the list then and just kind of hit it in order? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, so the first stuff here is pretty simple. We've got uh, three updates from Conquest and Defiance, uh, and they are pretty straightforward here. The first one is that uh, Daenerys Targaryen, the one people have been uh, loving, <laughs> shall we say, uh, should have the text, House Targaryen only. And what house caused that new text? Lannister. Lannister. Yeah. Heck yeah. But that also got us back an old cool card, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll hit on that one here in a sec as well. So, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Just She was really good splashed in, uh, in sh- some other houses, particularly Power Behind the Throne. Uh, so this reigns her in a little bit. She's still a very strong card, but at least she's not everywhere. Yeah. So yep. Well deserved. All right. Guess that sends us on to the next one already, huh? That was easy. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> this whole FAQ may be too easy. All right, now we've got Hall. Hall cannot be triggered if it has three or more gold tokens on it. And this one, I, I do have to admit, I do... Uh, take a little umbrage with, so to speak. Um, do you take House Umber with it? Mm, yes, <laughs> yes. But the Berserkers... I was the same thing. Specifically. Yeah, um, so what this does then, um, dear listeners, is it stops the cancel um, train, so to speak, during a Valor turn. So, like, if Daryl re- reveals Valor and I've got Heron Hall out, he's playing Greyjoy... I can't just kill, you know, six characters on my side of the board to cancel every save he has. Uh, normally, uh, or previously in the game, the, it wasn't actually checking to discard until we were done with the, all the save cancel responses. So I could have put, you know, 12 gold tokens or whatever on it, and I could still keep triggering it. So now you can't do that. So but you know what? What's your beef with it? Yeah, I was going to say, but you know what you can do is if that same situation happens and Daryl has a Heron Hall and I have a Heron Hall, we can still cancel Chain where I kill a character to cancel a save, then he kills a character to cancel my cancel, then I kill to cancel his cancel, and so on, and we never actually put gold tokens on Heron Hall until determining at the end of that back and forth who's actually resolves, and then that person gets tokens, the other one doesn't. And I, ju- I just think that that is still kind of an unintuitive pain uh, for newer players. Like, once you really get into the rules, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense, but it just still feels clunky. I would have liked to have seen a rule that... Or that makes that, sense. Uh, that None of that makes sense to me. <laughs> it, well, it, it, it makes <laughs> It makes throne sense. Like, it, yeah, it makes the way the, sense. The way English works no. for thrones, it makes sense. Yeah, mm. because you, the last thing you do is put the gold token on Heron Hall. So a cancel mm-hmm. has to succeed first. Yeah. So, like, if you can't trigger all of Heron Hall's effect, like, if its cancel gets canceled by something else, mm-hmm. you never actually put the gold token on it. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought you would... Okay, I thought that was, like, similar to paying a cost, almost. Uh, the reverse so you, of that is the effect. Right. So, like, if, uh, um, it would, okay, say take, uh, Lannister pays his debts, right? I've knelt mm-hmm. a character to play it, you cancel it with Paper Shield or whatever. My character's still knelt because it's the cost, but your character doesn't die because that's the part of the effect. Unfortunately, the gold token on Hall is part of the effect. Mm. Yeah. 
So what you're saying is that it should have to, to work as intended. It should have been a cost? place a gold token on it to kill a character to cancel a, a response. I think that would have been a lot smoother across the board if it had originally been worded that way. Yeah, so, but I think this is the intent because they've had enough time to see it in action now that they can act, they actually know I'm certain and they want this to happen. It's uh-huh. Heron Hall's always been a good player text. Like the better the player, the better use they're going to get out of Heron Hall. Um, I'm disappointed in this errata for a completely different reason. Oh, what's that? Um, control hasn't been relevant since. I mean, it that best worlds last year, but even before that, really. Like, I think Heron Hall could have been restricted. I think it's a valid restricted choice, and then we could have kept bleeds and such on there, and we would have had a nice, interesting meta. Mm, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's. Control has really taken a hit. We'll see how things kind of shake out now with some of the other changes we'll get to. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have minded Heron Hall being restricted, I have to admit. There, there is so much cancel available in the matter right now. Yeah, and no one's playing the prized cancel, um, that event. Because really? they have Heron Hall, so why would they? I haven't seen it at all. I've seen it in a couple Dark Wings decks. I was going to say, maybe because I've been seeing a lot of Dark Wings. I've been seeing it floating around for sure. That's just because Dark Wings needs cards to play. Yeah. I mean, and it's not a bad card. I mean, Heron Hall or Alanis are the only things you're really going to see that might cancel it. Right. Hmm. But it's still not really seeing play because people are just running Heron Hall. Yeah. Next up. Next up, this is another pretty simple one. This is the Brave Companions. Uh, the marshalling effect should read, quote, to return an attached face-down character to your hand, or sorry, face-down card to your hand. See, there I go, making the same problem, same mistake that FFG did that necessitated this change. Um, this is a really simple one, and I'm betting, uh, you know, a ton of people never even noticed uh, the issue with the wording on Brave Companions as printed, which says return uh, the character. Unfortunately, while card's face down, it doesn't have the character card type. Oh, that's, mm. pretty, that's pretty useless. Yeah, so all this yeah. does is make Brave Companions work exactly the way everyone thought it did anyway, and most people hadn't actually noticed that it didn't work. So, is this from Thrones, the don't be a dink rule? <laughs> <laughs> like, a dink lidge? Yeah, shouldn't that, like, just don't be a dink and you won't have this concern. Like, seriously, we would have been fine. Just a bit of common sense applied to these. Well, no, 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 no. I've definitely learned in years of Thrones rulings, common sense has zero place in this world. Right, we just discussed, <laughs> we just discussed Harren Hall, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, so... Go ahead. Can, a cool Nedley thing about Heron Hall, just to go back for a second, is that like it's got that extra special power for Valar and Heron Hall's where Jockin kills three people, but like he ends up having. Oh, that's to, actually cool. He ends up having to save a bunch of people in the end, right? So like when you're trying to cancel Heron Hall with Heron Hall, it's semi Nedley. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I could kind of, I could kind of see that. I hadn't thought of it that way before. I dig it. I mean, I still think it's a card that probably should have never been printed, but 
As is, at least incidentally. Alright. So what about our next one here? We jump uh, a bit further back in the game to A Tale of Champions, and good old Asha Greyjoy also gains some house-only text. House Greyjoy only. Hey, what house was she seeing playing? Uh, also Lannister. Go figure. Mm, I'm seeing a trend there. Yeah. Almost <laughs> like the problem may not be Asha herself. <laughs> who would expect the house who uh, who makes the most gold would get in trouble for playing stuff out of house? Mm. It's too powerful an effect with non-kneeling, really, for power behind the throne. Those extra challenges when you could not kneel was the real yeah. issue. I mean, to be fair, Asha and Daenerys are both drastically un- under-costed for what they do. Just ridiculously. I have no idea why they're both not at least cost four. It doesn't make any sense to me. But Whatever. Yeah. When you compare them to, I mean, say, Lannister star Cersei, um, the, you can you can definitely tell they're, they're under-costed there. Though it is interesting, just from a, I guess, social standpoint, to see all these... Uh, Really powerful uh, lady cards, you know? Heck yeah. Yeah, because the ladies in Thrones run shit. Hell yeah. Some of I them. Want a, I want a new... Uh, I can't think of her name now. Uh, I want a new Queen of Thorns. I love the Queen of Thorns. Oh my goodness. I, w- I almost want the old CCG Queen of Thorns back, but yeah. she would be more cancel. Do what? Explain. Okay, she was dual house, uh, Barra and Lannister, like... Most of the Tyrells were at the time, um, and she was immune to triggered effects. I'm sorry, immune to your triggered effects, I believe it was. And you just knelt her to cancel a uh, triggered effect. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'd, you, I'd rather have that than Harrenhal. Yeah, I, I would agree with that myself as well. Not not unlimited. You can still find uh, easier answers to her, even something like military claim or valor or something. So, yeah. Well, she's immune to your triggered effects, not your opponents. Right, right. I mean, she could she could kneel some to cancel something directed at her once, of course, but then you're not canceling whatever else. Exactly. But yeah, I always dug her. Plus, I just I really dug the the dual house uh, Tyrell theme, so I would love to see more of that. Yeah, but someone who's better than me. So when you win worlds, make a new Queen of Thorns, people. Send it to John. He's got to figure out what he's uh, what he's doing for his card for Gen Con. Oh man, if he doesn't do Beyond the Wall, Alex is going to cripple him. So yeah, <laughs> which will be hilarious to see uh, Alex crippling John. It's going to be uh, the Viper versus <laughs> the Mountain here. Yeah, but John's so harmless. Like I'm sure Alex could cripple him without too much trouble. It's time to be like, okay, stop. Oh, I can't walk anymore. <laughs> All right. Restricted? Yeah, yeah. So, surprisingly little errata, just uh, mainly housekeeping stuff. So that sends us on to the restricted list this week. Um, and we have an addition here of Bran Stark, the Bran from the corset, the only one that's really ever seen any play. I've got to say, doesn't surprise me, and honestly kind of needed it. It needed it because of Mummers. Mummers is another right. goddamn dumb card. It's for one <laughs> interaction. Like in any other deck, Bran is fine. <clears throat> good to very good, but not like nearly restrictable. Yeah. I mean, a- after having played that de- that 
a version of that deck for a while. I've got to say, using using brand to just zip through those river plots uh, adds up so very fast. So I'm uh, as much much as it uh, hurts me to not be playing it anymore. It it makes sense. It needed to be broken up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, somebody want to throw the next one on us? I so do. I've read too many. There you go. Throw it uh, out. Wheels within wheels is gone. Fuck that card. Except that it's still going to win worlds. But whatever. Fuck that card. Hmm. We may have to hold you to that, Aaron. <laughs> if it's not in the the world's winning deck, what what happens? What do the listeners get to do to you? Um, buy me drinks. What? I don't think that's the way this works. That's what they get to do no matter what situation happens. All right, then. Wheels within wheels, and we've got Brand Stark on there, so uh, not really a fan of plot cycling. It, that is a very interesting thing in, in my mind to uh, try and find a way to balance. You know, you, you see things that were created earlier in the game that allowed, you know, some plot manipulation, and the cost on them was pretty redunct, where, like, they let your opponent choose and reveal a new plot or something like that. And uh, yeah. it seems like FFG is still trying to find the sweet spot in allowing players to switch plots on the fly. I don't know if I like any of that to begin with, like, you know, plot cycling necessarily. Um, I always felt like the plots were kind of like these events that were happening in the game. It wouldn't make sense to be able to fast forward through events, but uh, whatever. I get it. It's a neat concept. It's fun to do, but uh, I just don't feel like it belongs in the game. I'll just leave it at that. I agree completely. I also think any phase plot manipulation is just complete insanity. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't like auto-wins and losses based on that. It really annoys me. Yeah. I mean, I still think my preferred solution to it would have just been to have make it made it plot phase only um, with an errata, but you know, other other people, I'm sure Nate among them, are against uh, errata these days. So it actually surprises me to see all that errata that we got. Well, they don't they don't seem to mind doing House X only errata, and the others were really um just like so to speak. Yeah, but things that they, I'm sure they intended for, to begin with. Yeah. So I mean, there we go. That's that's all that happened to Joust, right? Yeah, but so it shakes up. It shakes up two of the best decks. It does. I mean, do, does that uh, does that set things back enough? Like Lanny, uh, Power Behind the Throne, and stuff. People kept saying it was the the big thing. Not being able to play Danny, losing uh, losing wheels. Does that drop it out of that top spot? I wouldn't run it anymore. I'm sure it's still good. I just don't think it's as good. Oh, I, I think all of this, and we'll get to what came off shortly, but I also think all of this really makes Martel no agenda like the deck to beat. Gotcha. Because most of its major contenders, most of its natural predators are now in some sort of trouble. We might as well touch on what came off of the Joust list before we uh, move into the melee list. So, uh, Daryl, what came off of there? Uh, I'm trying to find it. 
Let me see here. Uh, I see the restricted list. Where, where do I find what came off of it? It's at the very end of the restricted oh, list stuff. Oh, my gosh. Is it? Where the hell? Gosh. Even I can't find it. All right. Okay, there it is. I had to scroll over it. Uh, the removed cards are Westeros Bleeds and Asha Greyjoy. Um, the same Asha that has been eroded. So, um, interesting to see Bleeds back. I don't know if they've crippled, you know, that whole, uh, deck or not. I mean, I've been out of the game for a little bit here. Uh, and then Asha coming off, I mean, that makes sense. Um, go ahead, Will. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, with that errata, I think Asha can definitely uh, come off. Um, I'm I'm intrigued by bleeds. I think I would have rather done Red Keep still and given people, like, easier access to the influence resource, depending on what, you know, house or deck they want to build, and then they kind of pick out what big influence event they want, like, say, uh, Westeros Bleeds or Prince's Plans or Hatchling's Feast or whatever, uh, rather than giving them the event access and probably still being stuck with Knights of Hollow Hill. I don't know. With Taron Hall back, I think I would have rather had both. I don't know that you can yeah. afford without without both. I don't know that if you can afford the heavy influence investment anywhere but Targ anyway. And even that's iffy of bleeds, knowing that it could just get Harren all the way, be a useless card. It's it's going to be so often a dead card right now. Yeah, it's tough. Harren Hall in, in that situation is such a such a boon to kind of aggro or rushy decks that, that want to keep that board presence. And, uh, sure, I'd be willing to sacrifice almost any character for Heron Hall in that situation to, to keep the bleeds from going off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, functionally anyone but Viper, right? Yeah, just about. Or uh, Not the greatest card in the game, Riders of the Red Four. Clearly not. Always. So I guess if your opponent's running it, right? No, no, they're just immune to events altogether. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Stannis could still be sacrificed, right? Is Stannis Manus? Yeah, because yeah. it's a cost. Uh, I'm not sure I would want to. I was about to say, he's the other character I'd be wary of sacrificing, other than uh, the Viper. Otherwise, he, otherwise, he's getting discarded away. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on what else I've got on the board. But if I've got any other character on the board, I'm probably sacrificing them. Fat, fat Bob with like six power, so on and so forth. Okay. I mean, there's some slight yeah. twists <laughs> for uh, game state. Yeah, Bob's got six power and Stannis has none. Yeah. Things along so, those lines. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure people are going to try bleeds. Um, I mean... Alex Trigg is already going to go back to Bloodthirst because that's how he is. Let's see if that works out. We shall see. Yeah, and uh, I've been seeing people talking about, uh, oh, is Martel Netzalo Hill back again? No. I'm not convinced. Is it, it, Bleeds was always good for that deck, but it was never... I mean, I just don't see it. Like, if you cancel their uh, their events with Hall, you don't even have to cancel Bleeds. If you just cancel their like major events, they're kind of screwed. I feel like Harren Hall alone reigns that deck in. Yeah. 
It always had a ton of trouble with Alanis, too. So now that you've got a repeatable Alanis for a low cost. Uh, people are saying it's going to make Barahill a thing again, but I don't see that at all, because Barahill wasn't running bleeds to begin with, for the most part. Leaves. Yeah, it could... I mean, a different Barahill could maybe try it, but... I don't know, it doesn't doesn't do anything particularly new and different in combination with some of their other uh, new tools like Mel's Favor or Shadow and Flame. It's just nice that you can get some of your stuff back with Mel's uh, scheme. So, I don't really know. You know what I think that deck really misses the most, which is strange, because I want to say it's um, Red Queen's Faithful, but in a lot of ways I think it's Rally Cry. Like, Rallycry was such a... It was always a little behind in cards, so Rallycry was such a great problem solver that not having Rallycry is such a headache. Yeah, yeah. They, they uh, have more answers than they used to in Barra, but kind of all to uh, characters now with the the stealing. Of course, Heron Hall's a nice boon for them in that case with the character theft. I don't know. Someone should try that build with Rivers. Yeah. Get, get you the influence going. Barry needs some kind of draw. Rivers, Mel's scheme, and Bilar. Constant reset type thing. Worth a shot. Probably not uh, going to be built to T1 in the three weeks before Worlds, but here we are. Yeah, boy. Going to be a uh, real tight rush here. Which, again, just boosts Quentin. Yep. Well... well I think Greyjoy right now has the biggest boost. From Asha? Off Asha? Definitely. She's huge. Huge for them. Now they can put her in her deck, and they can have all the other tasty shit they have. They're pretty ridiculous right now. I I think it'll be a a solid boost. I'll be curious to see, like, what Mark does, because he's been playing variations on that LIV2 for so long, which, you know, it does... If it's going to lock you down, does that... uh, pretty early, but it can take a while to, to get the power it needs. If he can just plow through with that Asha, uh, especially if the LIV itself can clear her way, that could that could really close out games quick. And yeah. I think that's the, for me, the third best deck right now after uh, Stark and Martell no agenda. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling better and better about Stark lately, especially after seeing it uh, at the Red Wedding tournament, but I can talk more about that later. I don't know. Martell and Lannister have been handling... The no agendas of Martell and Lannister have been handling the Stark, so I'm a little less sold on it than I have been. Yeah, we'll come back to this, I'm sure, in our Worlds preview. Yeah. Okay. All right, on to Melee? Sure. All right. Who wants the melee changes? It's in one card. Nah, it's four cards. Jeez, I was gonna say. What am I? Quite a few on here. I have no idea. Big update to the melee restriction. The first thing is uh, Queen of Dragons Daenerys is now restricted. So you can suck one, Targ players, Targ Dragon players. Learn something else. Yeah, by DC. Sick of that shit. Build, Build a new melee deck. And Kyle Vansel. Well, I don't know if it really <laughs> hampers them too much. 
I Not mean, really. it, it kind of, I think, freezes that build in about the state it was at Gen Con. It means they won't be able to use her with the new event by Sword or by Guile, which I'm no. jumping ahead to point out also went on the list. No, it's to get rid of that and make an example, too. I didn't... I mean, I wasn't seeing... It, if they were running Make an Example, I was not seeing them actually play it. Yeah. No, that's what they were running. It was um, Danny, the Dragons, and Make an Example to try and finish with a bunch of Harren Halls as bargaining chips. Gotcha. A- apparently, like, the deck, according to uh, Corey in that uh, interview Alvaro did with him, it's been the same basic deck, except, I guess, they added Harren Hall for the past, like, three or four years running. Yeah, yeah. Dragons have been up there for a long time now, so, I don't know, yeah, maybe it'll force a little change, but I'm I'm not sure how much of a change in the end it'll really be. I think they'll still be quite good. I think it more makes um, air and intrigue power deck, and you just run the other Danny, and then you can run most of the same shit, but we'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. Well, uh, what else do we have uh, on the list here? Smells Favor. Sort of good. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It was um, it was screwing yeah. around with two with like any any house that wanted to stack power on a character that wasn't dragons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it as soon as we saw the card. The idea of someone winning the game because they put an attachment on a character is just kind of meh. I I still feel like there's going to be some players running that. I mean, I I might. I mean, I'm not a great player or anything, but uh, I sure as hell would love to win a game like that. I think um, it's the, <laughs> yeah, I think it's Barra's most likely restricted choice. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I didn't uh, at at uh, Gen Con. I didn't hear about anybody winning with Mel's favor. I don't know if that happened, but uh, I could see dragons. them just kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I can see it as a nice, you know, deterrent for now, since it hasn't gotten out of hand yet or anything. Yeah, I mean, I I purposefully went back to Greyjoy, uh, well, for a couple reasons. One, for Horned Dragons to try and rein in the dragons I expected to see, but also because it that deck doesn't really keep much power on the characters. Most of it goes to the house card, so I, w- I was definitely wary of Mel's favor. Part of me kind of, sort of, just wishes it had gotten banned instead. Uh, Bear's got a lot of other solid options that they'll probably just be okay with running it as they're restricted. Yeah. I mean, it makes the Red Viper really, really dangerous restricted for melee, right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Not right. entirely, I'm not entirely sure why the Bannermen are melee restricted anymore. Um, you know... Good question. Um, with three other players at the table most all the time, one person dropping them in with manning the city walls first turn is probably not the the game breaker that it was kind of decided to be in Joust. And it's not like they're ever going to get chosen between the Viper to the Spears and uh, the Maester stuff. Yeah. It's a good point. Alright. What else was added? Next. Oh. Well, what? Harrenhal, right? Yeah. Boom. 
yeah, it needs yeah. to be there. I think I yelled that at Nate in the middle of Gen Con. <laughs> it needs to be there, yeah. I think it doesn't need to be in the game. It would be a better option. But sure, we'll restrict it. Eh, I don't see it being an often a restricted choice. It's a solid one, but I don't think it'll be a restricted choice too often. So I'm okay with just restricting. Yeah, I think I think putting it uh, on the restricted list in Melee reigns it in a lot. Uh, I think people just kind of tossed one in to a lot of Melee decks uh, coming for Gen Con this year. Or, sorry, well, yeah, I guess it's still this year. I was about to say previous, you know, because I just can't follow the flow of time here. Um, and then we kind of discovered, once you're at a Melee table and two or three people have a Heron Hall out at a time, it is just a nightmare, <laughs> like getting things through or figuring out those cancel chains. I canceled the cancel of your cancel or the Valor situation, which is reined in a little bit by the errata now. But when you have multiple people with Heron Halls on the board is still not my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. Last card. By sword or by guile. Proof that FFG makes cards without thinking of melee. Mm. <laughs> and it looks like such a melee card at first glance. You know? Except it's the exact. It's for melee functionally the same card as make an example. Yep. Yeah. And that's already restricted, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a huge swing to, to grab that three power in a chunk. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I uh, I played for the first time Monday, and I had that pl- card played against me. I was like, what the hell? Pretty crazy. Oh, wow, Caleb played it against you? Yeah. I was like, what is this? Uh, yeah. Hard to believe. Um, I, I don't really know what else to say. It's uh, it's pretty good, even in Joust. I mean, it's halfway decent. I haven't, seen, an sure. air, I haven't seen an air deck in a couple weeks. I mean, again, I guess I haven't been playing quite that much, but, like, you'd think with um, the Mad King and by Sword of by Guile, we'd be seeing a, a bit more uh, of that deck, that one Canada. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an interesting card. Um, I don't know how I just feel about three power. Maybe two? But three, like, come on, man, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's good to see, I guess, uh, I was going to say it's good to see Air of the Iron Throne getting some love, but that's, that's not really the case. <laughs> it's just kind of, it, it's gotten plenty of love. It's, I mean, it's, it's run by dragons. Mm-hmm. But it, it is an interesting card as a standalone. Like that's, I've always liked the idea of claim replacement type of, type of things. Like you're, you're, you're kind of trading off the natural mechanics of the game for a, a boon of some other kind. Like I, I like that. But uh, I agree. Yeah, I just feel a three power is just a little, little too much. But maybe not. I don't know. I don't. Did I ever rate that card? Is that out of the latest pack? I feel yeah. like I wasn't there for that review, was I? Maybe I'll run for it. I don't remember now. Well, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty whatever sure. I gave it before was a lie, and it probably deserved higher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a new rule: the copy limit. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's an interesting one. So what happens there? The player cannot play more than three copies by title of any card each phase. 
If a card leaves play and is somehow played again that phase, it does qualify as a new copy of that card and is counted against the limit. This limit applies only to cards that are played by the standard game rules or by card text. Cards that are put into play, played in shadows, coming out of shadows, including events, or played as duplicates do not count toward this limit. I mean, we all know what this is in here for, right? Yeah. Nope. Uh, it's, it's to, uh, clamp down on, uh, what's his face? The, uh, the refugee, the Wonder Op refugee out of Martell. No, it's not. No, I just thought it was there to stop infinites in general. Yeah, I thought of infinites. Like, it definitely is. What was the name of that one? The something orphan? Oh, you're talking about that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely in here to stop infinite combos that involve playing, like, say, an event from hand. But it's just (laughs) interesting seeing a couple of the other little things that it hits, like the Lost Spearman. If my opponent has three influence, they don't mind kneeling, then I just can't play him. I'm just throwing three gold away in that case, and then he's stuck in my hand. (laughs) Good. That card is shitty. Yeah, I mean, that's such a corner case. I really doubt that's ever going to happen, but... But if you try to play your Cersei, and I have... And I can return it to your hand three times, you can't play her. Right. If you had the, the what, 16 gold to play her? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Well, a house divide. You have a three house divide, and they can't play that card. Well, the last yeah, think Wait, no, that puts it to the top of the deck. Uh, so, top of the deck. Uh, Yep. Yeah, this does... I can't think of another use besides for the infinite combos. Uh, yeah, me either. I don't think it really hurts anything else terribly, so... It, it weakens the princess plans a fair touch. Oh, so that uh, you're less likely to be able to just replay the stuff that you got back? I mean, three times you're still going to be able to replay it, right? Like, what are the odds you're using? You're not going to need a fourth of burning on the sand. You've well, in one phase... Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or, oh, wait a sec. If you play three narrow C's on your turn, and then you you pop one, and you get it back with what's-his-nuts? Dale. Dale, you can't play it. That's that's the other corner case that I've had <laughs> so far. If, if a listener knows of something else, I would be very curious to, to read about it in the comments, just, uh, just kind of racking my brain. It's such a weird fix. Like I, I feel like this is... I, I kind of get this vibe of this whole thing is, right now, is only for worlds. I don't know for sure, obviously. Yeah, it's People such talk a about light touch. Rotation know? happening or whatever, and this is this is a subject probably for a different episode, but uh, I just don't see a lot of this just sticking around forever. But I don't know. The, I mean, the copy limit thing, I mean, in my opinion, needed to happen. I mean... Infinite combos are uh, so few and far between, anyways, and whenever they happen, it's it's just shitty. So I'm ready for a reboot, anyway. So people say they're not rebooting the game. But they, yeah, I doubt I'm it. Ready for it? I'm I mean, I would it. like them to go in and change all the rules. I would that love would a, nice. a massive rules fix. Just a massive, yep, massive rules fix would be very nice. Hey, FFG, just. Reboot the game. You'll lose some players, but like the <laughs> Thrones Thrones is so freaking popular right now that having an easy entry point of a new game, they'd make it back. I think just re reboot the rules 
and come out with your new Terminal Edition corsets or whatever. Yeah. You'll be fine. New corset would be huge as well. But Whether there's like a reboot or not. Like a, like Joust Packs for a refresh. Yep. It's a great idea. wonder who had it. Um, I don't know. Somebody... Um, so yeah, uh, you know what else is interesting about this rule that I like? Uh, it, well, two things. It doesn't touch the most broken combo card the game has ever seen in its history. Uh, Sir Garland Tyrell from the CCG. Neil Garland to Stan Garland. <laughs> uh, so infinite triggers are still a thing. For listeners that didn't know, yada yada, three cost, Tyrell dude, whatever. Uh, but you knelt uh, him to stand a House Tyrell character. He was a House Tyrell, so you could you could kneel him to stand himself. Pretty sweet. Yeah, so if you just wanted to be a dick and take an action in every action window, for instance, <laughs> you could. Uh. This leaves that alone. Uh, but you know what else it leaves alone, which I kind of like? Uh, a, a different kind of infinite combo, which... Maybe isn't quite infinite. I don't know. I'm kind of racking my brain. Maybe I should call it like a slow combo or something, like like the Queen of Thorns uh, Shadow combo, where you're bouncing the Sister of Truth back into shadows every phase and bringing her back out and claiming her power with the Queen of Thorns. It doesn't interfere with those triggers at all, so you can still do that. But that type of thing has a you know a natural speed limitation in how quickly you'll be able to win. So, I, I don't know. I, I like that that's still available. Yeah. Next new rule thing, or router, or whatever we call it. Out of play states? Yeah, uh, pretty simple. I think we covered that one already with the don't be a dink rule, but anyone want to read it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy here. Uh, I'll just read the reddened text that's been updated. Uh, for th- entry 3.14, plot cards are not considered in play, but do affect the game state when the plot is revealed. Uh, well, in order to get a full sentence here, I'm also going to read, <laughs> in general, card effects on non-event cards in a player's hand, deck, shadows area, discard pile, used plot pile, and dead pile are not considered to be actionable unless the card specifically states it can be used while in that state. Further, cards only interact with other cards that are in play, or with the revealed plot card, unless the text references that specific out-of-play game area or element. So more bookkeeping entries, really. Don't be a dink. Yeah, I and I hadn't even really heard until this came out uh, about the issue. Evidently, some people were arguing that Forgotten Plans blanks plots in the used plot pile is an example that, that, that this clarifies. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so that would have messed with if it had worked that way. It would mess with city or river chains uh, right. because you wouldn't have any in your use pile because they'd all be blank. But it does not work that way. So, I mean, it's it's the way everyone's played the game for years, and most everybody thought it worked. They're just officially slipping it in the FAQ. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Search resolution. This one's it's, interesting. It's big. Yeah. Who wants to throw that one on us? Daryl? 
Alright, search resolution. A player is not obligated to find the object of a search in order to resolve a search effect. A player may optionally choose to fail to find the object of a search. The act of searching is considered successful even if the object of the search is not found. So lowers the roll by decree a time for Raven's combo. Like, yeah. Oh, or you're playing Winds of Winter. I'm going to play roll by decree turn one. That. Or uh, some by the Conclave as well. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought that you could choose to fail anyways. I nope. guess not. You would, really? have to call a ju- you would have to call a judge over to, like, check. Yeah, it was weird. Sorry, check this guy's thing. deck. I swear to God, he's got a raven in there. Yeah. <laughs> he's running the winter agenda. He's not, yeah, not running I mean, a raven. Just, it seems like you should always be able to fail a search effect, but uh, it's good to have that clarification. I feel like... No, okay, I'm, that's a different rule. That rule where, oh, God, what was it? Nah, never mind. It's for something else. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My I mind's mean, wandering. It, it does feel a little <laughs> awkward to think, like, oh, I can trigger this and not really do it, especially in the light of, of other cards uh, and clarifications we've gotten recently. Uh like the the Janos stuff last time around that was clarified, like you can't trigger an effect unless you can complete, you know, that whole thing. Well, some uh, part of it. Do what? Some part of it. Don't say that whole thing. That's okay. going to confuse people. Like you can't right. trigger an effect unless you can resolve that whole thing. Means you should. It sounds like you're saying it has to resolve everything. Okay. But they just have to be able to resolve one thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're wanting to play next level and you search the top five cards of your deck with Lewin, but you don't want to give information on what events you have, you can fail it on purpose. Right. Pro plays. Somebody's done it. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Daryl just actually forgot to put the event in his hand. Yeah, that's, that, that has probably happened. Like, I look at all five, and four of them are events. I'm like, I don't have any events. What's going on here? I forgot Everything. Riders. Yeah, every, oh, every yeah. card in my deck looks like a Riders of the Red Fork. <laughs> so I don't see anything else. That's it. Hugh, I only have eyes for you. That's right. Alright, so, I mean, really, it's it's pretty pretty straightforward. It, it, the rule kind of needs to be there. As just kind of odd as it feels, I understand, it it has to be a possibility to make tournament management sane or the uh, TO is going to be deck-checking people just constantly. Alright. Change in statistic or property, 3.47. Yeah. In order to trigger a response or initiate a passive, to change in a statistic, such as the increase or decrease of strength, or property, such as gain or loss of a keyword, both a new modifier must be applied and the final actual value of statistic or property must change appropriately. E.g., going from having an icon to not having it or going from having the original strength value to a different strength value. What the fuck? Yeah, I love the lawyer text we have here to say something that is common sense. There's more, because that's not it. Then there's note. The expiration or loss of modifier does involve a new calculation of the final actual value, but does not create a situation in which responses or passives, so modification of the specified property can initiate. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I, I that, hate this game sometimes. Is that basically 
saying that it actually has to change in order to, like, you can't just give a character who has three icons an icon, but then they would. Oh my god! I'm yeah. No, I think, no, I, no. I think that's the Is that right? You're you're on the you're on the right track, Daryl. It's the it's this awkward rules lawyery way to say it, but this is actual common sense entering into Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. where if you're looking for a character's strength having changed, like, say, gone down to zero for the uh, Magi Crone, they actually have to have had a strength value, say, of one, and then gone down to zero, say, from a minus one. If their strength is, say, treated as zero because they've already gotten a minus one, and then you give them another minus one... The game still treats that whole thing as zero, so it never effectively changed, Wait, and you okay. never trigger it. I forgot right. a question. That champ card, the Martell one, I can't think of its name. Uh, the uh, Desert Raider? South, yeah, Desert, Desert Raider, Raider, yeah. Does this affect Desert Raider being able to steal an intrigue icon from someone who doesn't have it? Um, I don't believe so. Because he he's not referencing the change in... Statistic is he? You you give you give someone the minus one uh, icon and then he gains that icon, but I don't think he says that they must have lost that icon for him to gain it, does he? Right. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I think it just I think he just says like right. Yeah, like, you did, you choose an play. icon type. That character loses it, <clears throat> and the desert raider gains it. The right. it's independent uh, there. But can you choose for them to lose something they don't have? Like, yeah, would that affect yeah. that? Y- yeah, they, they, you should still be able to choose them to lose something they don't have, um, and that, that'll just give them a minus one, like a floating minus one, say, intrigue icon that the game rounds to zero. Just like, just like strength. If I, if I personally am understanding this correctly... It would have been too logical for, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's why I'm amazed that common sense is, like, creeping into the Game of Thrones FAQ. I mean... Well, but, they, but they missed the, like, most common new card that, like, this non-common sense applies to. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Let's do duplicates. We'll come back to this when you're Sure. Alright. 4.2. Duplicates. Pretty straightforward. A duplicate retains no properties of the card. It would be if it were not a duplicate. It is only considered a duplicate card. Again, codifying something that's already been kind of common knowledge, standard practice for a long time now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, that's about all there is to it. Um, it's it's nothing. Kind, kind of similar, really, to... Uh, the Brave Companions thing up above, those face-down cards are nothing but face-down cards. So, yeah. duplicates treated similarly. So, it's offic- as official, or as official as it gets? Like, I guess Alex is, like, two steps down from official, right? Like, because official official is, um... K-Tom, then Nate. No, 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 K- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, K-Tom, then Nate, then Alex, and, uh... And then Daryl. Then Daryl. Then Dave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I use a card with the Shadow Screst as a duplicate and another unique card with the same title? How? 
We know how. Stop being a turd. <laughs> yes, you may marshal a card with the Shadows custom in your hand for free as a duplicate and eligible copy of the card. Ultimately, you may bring such a card out of Shadows and attach it as a duplicate when it enters play. If this latter option is taken, the card can play the Shadows as a duplicate and does not resolve any of its self-referential effects. Thanks, we knew that. Right. Even I, even I knew that. Yeah. And next, my opponent took control of one of my prize characters. Who gets the power when it leaves play? Prize resolves as a passive when the character is still moribund under your opponent's control. This means that situation, you gain the power. I've won games for people, for me killing my own Danny. Yeah, I, I admit, that one is one that people have been asking a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's literally a frequently asked question. Yes. Yeah, it, it's always <laughs> weird to remember that there is a section of this that is actual frequently asked questions. As, and opposed to to, oh, as opposed to the rest of it, which is, oh crap, we almost broke the game again. Right. Mm. So, yeah. Overall, I mean, really light touch on this whole thing. I mean, I think the meta in general was in a good place, so I think I'm mostly okay with that, but like Daryl said, it it kind of smacks of, you know, something bigger looming on the horizon. Bum, bum, bum. Really? I was going with the Jaws music. Oh, yeah, that would be good, too. Yeah. So dun, 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 dun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, see what they say. You know, a lot of people think uh, rotation, which is a pretty realistic possibility, but I don't, I don't think that's the only thing. They're going to introduce a new format. Two-on-two is a part of the World Championship, and the overall championship depends on it. Be kind of fun. First. I'd play that. <laughs> Can I have dibs on Greg as my partner? Oh, that's fine. He'd probably yell at want... me a lot more. <laughs> I don't know if you want Greg as your partner. It'd be so hard to follow what he does. He'd be like, I did this. And you'd be like, I don't know what you expect me to do now. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, I would just let come him on, tell Daryl, I killed all of my characters <laughs> on purpose. It's all part of the plan. How was I supposed to know you meant me to do that? Yeah, that. Let go. Okay. Do you have any way to bring those back? No. The ultimate mind play. Now, I don't know. I don't know what FFG is going to say. Uh, I mean, Joust, it makes too much sense for a draft to become an official format because think about how much more money they make off like making uh, draft an official format than melee. Yeah, I could see that. You know, we've talked to Nate in the past, and he's you know talked about wanting draft to be more of a thing. He hasn't. I don't think he has specifically said be a part of the world championship, but you know, Nate is a huge fan of draft, as are most competitive players. Um, so, uh, you know, I could definitely see that. And FFG should be a fan of making money. Anyway, but I would definitely enjoy having draft added. I think that would be awesome. There's no time for all three. <laughs> That's it's, a good there's point. Just, it's, there's, like, we can two. So, we're not, we're not doing all three, I'm almost certain. Like, they won't drop all these tournaments. They can drop uh, Joust. That would be freaking hilarious. I I would say, okay, I would say if they're going to do anything, (laughs) drop Joust. I would say if they're going to do anything, they do Joust and Draft as a part of, like, the overall champion as just a dip together. So there is a chance and then there isn't the overall champion. You know, I could see them getting rid of the Joust champion. They just have the overall champion and they have the melee champion. Yeah, let Melee be its own thing. 
That's fine, because wasn't there a time, so I feel like somebody said at a time, like, Melee was the only thing. Yeah, right when they switched to the LCG, they made a big announcement that it was going to go to Melee only, like, and that was it. Yeah. So, and I, I think plenty of people would be okay with that. Uh, no Melee not being part of the overall championship. Really? Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. I thought you meant, like, them just being like, there's only overall and Melee. Like, I oh. think if we just do away with Melee getting a card, no one's really going to complain. Um, Sandy actually had a good idea, where, like, if you win, like, they just have all three tournaments, but if you win Melee, you have to make a Melee-only card. If you win Draft, you have to make a Draft-only card. If you win oh, Draft, nice. you have to make a Joust-only card. Oh, that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So then, then I could, you know, win overall or whatever, and I could make the regular version of Counting Coppers. It'd be really nice. There you go. I love it. Except you would, I think you would get to add some text, though. Like, you may play up to seven copies of this card in your plot deck. There's no reason not to. In your plot deck? Yeah. yeah. What's hey, one one gold, Counting Coppers? Cycle plots. Oh. Yeah, Counting Coppers is a 2-2-1. Two, two, when revealed, draw two cards. Oh, oh okay. It's an oh. old card. Originally, yeah, the very first edition of the game, but... Yeah. Don't reprint that, please. It was, it was a draft staple for a long time. I can see it in draft. I just don't think it's good for, you know, joust. <laughs> it, just, it just wouldn't see much play, I don't think. There's a funny story behind that. I'd run it. I in every Hollow Hill deck ever. Yeah, it's probably all right in Hollow Hill. <laughs> four for one, draw two cards? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Props and slops? Let's do it. Well, I've got a slop I want to throw right out there. That's going to be the Mediacom internet for crapping out on us in the middle of recording on Tuesday. But uh, slight prop could because the rapid reschedule meant we were able to catch the FAQ. Yeah. You know, actually, it's a weird thing. Not only did internet go out for a lot of people, like home internet, but their phones also went dead at the same time. Oh, yeah. Kind of weird. weird. It happened to me, and it happened to Alex Gorgeous, um, the guy from our store down here. Some of you know him. Uh, so it happened to his family, and so I was a little freaked out for a second. I was like, oh, shit. It really Damn. is the zombie apocalypse. The government has finally found me. It's, uh, so it's kind of weird. I don't know how any of that works and how AT&T could be tied to our Internet provider or whatever. Or, hey, maybe they were just updating the bugs that they were putting in, in our Internet so that, the, uh, <laughs> so that the man could keep tabs on us. I don't know. Sandy probably knows. He works for Google. He works for Google, not your shitty local Internet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, media calls. It's all like for Google Fiber. <laughs> They're not in New York. They're local. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm pretty sure New York is the only place that matters. <laughs> That's a good point. The rest of America does not have an intrigue icon. Ooh, ouch. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, props to, hey, guess what? Sentinels of the Multiverse again. Oh, Their my app, goodness. Well, their app is available. Ten bucks. Um, Android, um, Kindle, or i or iDevice. And for ten bucks, you get the entire core set, which costs 40 bucks at retail. So you can play it online, see if you like it, and then... Uh, Supposedly, they'll be releasing the expansions for it, too, which I'm sure will cost extra, but whatever. 
at ten bucks a pop, it's still going to be way cheaper than buying the core set, and it's one of the most fun games I've ever played. Yeah, it's super fun. I'll have to pick that up. Oh, and just while we're on that, I'm going to swap Absolute Zero, because I never lose unless Absolute Zero is in the game, and then I cannot win. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, he's not great. Ugh. I'm not going to lie. Like, I plan, like, I can play an advanced mode, I can use whatever the hell I want. The second I use Absolute Zero, I lose to, like, the original Baron Blade, and ugh, it's the worst. He sucks. Nice. Uh, I'm going to prop a game that I bought recently. It is called Abyss. It is uh, an interesting game where you try to become lord of the underwater deep world. Um, and you, you're essentially, it's a board game, you're essentially buying, like it's almost like a deck building game, sort of. It's really hard to explain in words. <laughs> so, okay. so I'm going to be lazy to just say look it up. But it is a blast, and I will bring it to our next like game night and dig. Awesome. Because you, you buy things with pearls, and there's actually, like, pearls that you have in the game. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really fun, and it's super easy to learn and explain, and, you know, you're essentially... It, I mean, it's very similar-ish to, like, a deck-building game, because, I mean, at the end of the game, you're trying to count up victory points, and uh, it could be really fun. I've never gotten to play, like, with a full, like, four-player game, Uh so I'm pretty excited to try that, but it is a blast. So yeah, we'll have so. to do that soon. Abyss. At, World, at Worlds, you have to play Cash and Guns with me. Oh, Cash and Guns? I, yeah, I've almost bought that game like so many times. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to have like five people to play with. Well, we're have that many it, friends. I'll check it out. at Worlds with shots, so like you have to be there and play Oh, with wow. Me. I'm bringing it, so that sounds we're playing cool. it, we're drinking. Hey, and you've got more time to register for Worlds. They uh, they pushed the pre-reg deadline back to the 23rd. Because yeah, I'm broke. I bought my plane ticket and I'm out of money. Ouch. Yeah, I went ahead and uh, registered today myself. I was like, oh, crap, i got to get in under the deadline. And then I went to go do it and realized, oh, they moved to the deadline. I feel like I've already pre-registered. I need to check my emails for that. I feel like I did this like way back in March. Maybe not. Maybe it was Gen Con. I'm just confused. I Googled it and didn't find the pre-registration, so I asked John to send it to me, and he was like, absolutely. So instead of sending it to me, he was like, eh, you have an extension. Figure it out yourself. Hmm. <laughs> He's like looking at the page. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. All right. Oh, I want to prop Stroms for uh, coming through big time. Regular guest hosting for the win. Yeah. Nice. For sure. Although, although now we have uh, Daryl back and our, new, and our newly neutered friend. Yeah, right. Newly neutered. Balls you know, and a vice for life. I that, didn't too that definitely <laughs> brings me to my uh, my next prop, which is totally to the uh, the Vance O'Connell wedding, uh, which went on last weekend and was an absolute blast, top to bottom. They had the the red wedding tournament uh, the night before, which I still need to get into the annals and post some results from. So extra props to uh, Dodd and Danny for. Being the highest placing uh, uh, male and female out of the tournament, Dodd Dodd won the whole shebang. Um, unfortunately, there was this weird thing where the highest placing male and female were supposed to get these prizes that would enable them to get free drinks all night at the cash bar at the reception the next night. So who wins? Dodd. Uh, Dodd who does not drink as a rule, and Danny who was the bride. 
What uh, what sweet dream crushing that was. I know, right? <laughs> I'm slapping Kristen. I was pulling for it, but... No. Slap, no, wait, we're slapping your girlfriend. Wait, what? She, we're slapping your girlfriend. She did better than you at Worlds, and then she couldn't win the Red Wedding tournament. She did, yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, she did better than you. Now she can't win this tournament? That's, uh, yeah, what the hell? Turned letting it, the team down. Turned out she got creamed by King Viz. <laughs> really? Oh, that rules. Yeah, she... The funny thing is, last time they played, uh, Kristen owned her by, uh, by first turn Valor when, uh, Danny set up Viz. I don't know why Danny did, but Kristen took advantage of it. Uh, this time around, Danny was not that silly. Fair enough. And for, for whatever reason, Kristen just couldn't get her, get him off the board. So, so who did, who did Dodd play in the finals? Uh, Tommy, actually. I don't know, Tommy. From uh, Chicago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I forget his board name now, uh, to save my life, but he's playing Stark Siege. He and uh, his wife, Darlene, were both playing Stark Siege. Part of why I think it's kind of scary. I wound up playing against both of them with my uh, neutral Conquest to Lannister deck, and let me tell you, when you're playing Conquest... Yeah, when you siege, play neutral Conquest... Oh man, everything, just, everything yeah. starts sounding real scary. Yeah, scary. siege is not what you want to see. I really, my only hope. Really? I figured uh, they, they can't claim power for prize. They thought unless it's during the military challenge. Oh, unless during military, yeah, duh. Yeah. yeah, well, but just also, it's just a slow deck to get rolling. Yeah. Um, I I managed to turn it around against Darlene, and I stalled her out at fourteen power and came back. Yeah. Uh, which felt really good, but then. Uh, that left me playing Tommy afterward, who, uh, or no, 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 sorry, I played Tim in between, uh, then Tommy after Tim. Anyway, yeah. and Tommy, Tommy like, turned down for what? What's that? Turned down for what? Turned down? Oh my Turn God. up. Really? <laughs> you don't, you've never heard of turned down for what? Nope. Oh my God. I have no clue. That's a Tommy did to you, so now you can look that up. But I will say. You know that he turned down for what? After uh, after getting to play in the hands of the Kohoric quite a bit between that weekend and our uh, our gaming on mon- this last Monday and everything, um, it is really not the the amazing effect that I think a lot of people were wanting it to be. It is pretty pretty blah. I mean, I I had the one game against Tim. He's playing uh, Quentin. He had Ariane on setup, and I managed to make him first turn Valor himself, which I think <laughs> is. Like, the best that event will ever be. And aside from that, like, most people's plots don't really ever hurt themselves. So you're getting them down to, what, like, 80% efficiency for the turn? Like, I don't think that's really worth blowing my event slot and giving them a power for prized. So, yeah, I don't know. It was nice to finally sit down and try it out, but uh, I really don't think it's it's worth the hype that it got. It's great against the control deck that really needs those plots to, you know, oh, yeah. slow the game. But against, in the current aggro-heavy meta, oh no, I have the different two-claimed plot that's going to smash your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's it matter that they have breaking and entering revealed instead of, uh, I don't know, Men of Pride or whatever? Like, probably nothing. <laughs> yeah. Until you steal their uh, Golden Tooth on Intrigue. And then you're like, ha ha ha! Right. Or they steal yours even worse. <laughs> Thankfully, that didn't ne- never wound up happening. I heard but yeah, anything. what else we got? What? Oh, hey, slaps to, to FFG. 
because that shit says 10-6, and I'm good enough at reading dates to know that that was not released on 10-6. Yeah, it was not. Nope. But props for doing it with Joust. Way to go, guys. That's pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think right now the Joust meta is, I mean, it's in a decent place for sure. I think every house is, is plenty viable. Um, I don't know. We'll leave it at that. I mean, I still feel like there's a higher power working to make Greyjoy uh, win a world championship. Uh, but, hey, we'll see. Hey, it's done it once before. Yeah, like five years ago. Oh, yeah. It won the uh, Stalic like three years back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was the uh, Meesters, yeah. Uh-huh. That guy that hated that post. Uh-huh. That build owned my face when I first started playing. Uh, yeah, that was fun stuff, because that was mm. when I took the slightly tweaked version of mine to the first Moon Boy. Oh, yeah. And then Xyler crushed me with that friggin' event. Too proud to bow, man. Yep. <laughs> I really liked Maesters, um, but I'm I'm good. I'm glad to see they're not being played anymore. Um, as, as weird as that is, like, I like to use Maesters, and I like to see all the cool interactions and, like, the agenda is so unique, like it's so different than everything else, all the other agendas out there, and, and uh, I really like it. I, I wish that we could get more agendas like that in the game, not necessarily overpowered agendas or, or anything like that, but just some that just turn the game around in such a such a different way. Now I understand that, like it just really just boils down to like tons of efficiency, but it's just different how it, you know, you take these cards out of your deck, you attach them to your house. Like I'm talking about mechanically how it's working, not necessarily just like, well, now I'm playing with a 51-card deck and, uh, hmm. you know, playing, getting attachments for free, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just saying the, the the way that it is built is very neat and it is cool. So. Combo. So I, I know how I want to wrap. Daryl thinks Greyjoy wins Worlds. I think Lannister wins Worlds. Will? Oh, man, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I just, come on now. I, I can That's call Jankon. I'm not ready to call World yet. No, no, for sure. But I will be. I will be two and zero. You will see. <laughs> I've got, All right. I've got a feeling this year. I got a feeling it's going to swing back to Targ. Yeah. Well, I was hoping you were going to pick something else because then next week Dave would pick Targ, and then oh. like if Kyle picked Barra, I'd be able to do all the houses except Stark. Yeah. Well, you could have said Stark or uh, Martell. I did. I did kind of think about one of the two of those. Definitely did. I would not be surprised if Quentin won. Not because I think it's necessarily the best deck, but because I think it's really easy to pilot. Enough people will play it that, like, you get the right matchups, you get the right draw. So, last thing I want to say, and this is something I think we should do. I don't know if you want to do that now, but I think, because this is something I want to do on my show. Sure. Um, hey, is hey, what's I, your show's name? My show is called The Filthy Casual Podcast. It is about yeah. video games. Look that up, guys. <laughs> Yeah, if you like video games, do it. If you don't like video games, then, then you don't have to do that. <laughs> but I, I think that we should have listeners do bumps for our show. So wherever you live or whatever, just say your name, where you're from, and say you're listening to Two Chance and a Chump. I really think that's neat so that we can I get agree. all the different people that listen to the show from around the country or around the world or whatever I think that would really be neat to slot into the show. So, so I have an idea. do it. That's, a, that's an awesome idea. But like, you guys have been doing quotes at the beginning of the show forever. 
Right. Once we've got a new season right after Worlds, why don't we use that as the new open? Yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah, i'd I'd be uh, I'd be okay with uh, trading that around. I, I like the idea of getting the listeners involved for sure. So uh, you don't have to uh, give your whole name and the list of your fears or anything like that. So no, uh, yeah, my name is Tom Brady, and I like long walks in the park. But you know, just say maybe your first name, where you're from, and tell the nice people that they're listening to Two Chance and a Chump. They say that'd be really cool. So do it. Do it, and I'll I'll uh, I'll touch your body at uh, at Worlds. Yeah, if you if you want to do that, harass me or Will, and we'll like get you set up for recording it too. So we have, <laughs> or you can just send us an audio clip. Either one's fine. Yeah, yeah. Email it uh, to two champs one chump at gmail dot com. Ooh, can they right. put it on Google Plus? No, no. <laughs> I need I need the file emailed to me. Well, you <laughs> could. No, you could do it to Google Drive. You could upload it to Drive. Well, that's not Google Plus now, is it? <laughs> It's but integrated in. Why is it not a thing for this? Oh, God, Google Plus. It's, it's just not. Yeah, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com, slash at 2 chump and like our Facebook page. Are we over 600 likes yet? You know, I have not looked at the count in a while. Let's double check that. What the hell's taking so long? Um, we're going to look. Facebook's not cooperating. We are at 566. Oh, my God. Come on. Help us get to 600 likes. If you get us to 600 by Worlds, Will will have a special prize for you there. Number 600 at Worlds. Yeah, if it gets to 600 likes at Worlds, something special will definitely go down at Worlds. I'm serious. I will do something special for Worlds. I'll I'll back that up. It might involve Daryl's spirit animal. It might involve my spirit animal. It might involve a few shots of tequila. It might even involve one of Daryl's customized personal shirts. And if, if you're familiar with a certain shirt that I made a couple of years back, you, you know that I love to do that. So, But I need a good excuse to do it. This would be one of them. Nice. Okay. Well, I just want to throw this out here. I have two more items that I really have to hit on this week. One prop oh. and one slop. One is a prop to something that I rediscovered on, on the Internet that I'm begging you uh, listeners to go read. It is the 30, the, sorry, can't talk, the 40 worst Rob Liefeld drawings. There's also a sequel, 40 more. Um, and it is hilarious. You have to keep in mind that Rob Liefeld was a uh, comic book artist that became popular in the late 80s and the travesty that was the 1990s and somehow is still getting work despite not understanding the concepts of basic anatomy or the existence of feet well he created like <laughs> he created fairly famous characters too Spawn, so. sure he, he didn't helped Spawn. that's todd mcfarland sir oh my bad he drew yeah. Spawn for a while, didn't he? No, he did not. Never that's mind. All McFarland. He drew. Uh, he invented Cable and Deadpool. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, cables are ridiculously bad design. Uh, dude, I, I mean, ninety pouches. So many pouches. There's nothing wrong with that. You need fanny packs. I still have one. I I misplaced it, which really pissed me off. Actually, I need a new fanny pack. Yeah. I never thought I would ever say that. I. Uh, yeah, me either, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's kind of weird. 
But I need one. I need to find that one actually. That was a that was a listener gift, damn it. Oh, and you lost it. You're right, it was. I, I don't know what I... I uh, always it was I Jensen that sent that, right? Yeah. And I, I had it up here, and I swear to God, my girlfriend moved my shit around my office. I'm not going to call her out on that. I'll find it. Right, so, so go read it, listeners. The The art plus the commentary is just absolutely glorious. But my other one, my other one, dear listeners... I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need your help with this, okay? I'm gonna need you to not tell my girlfriend that I'm saying this, okay? So I'm gonna tell her to listen to the podcast. I won't because tell her. I am slopping her. Because, oh man, right now, as we are recording this, she is at a local uh, brewery having uh, a special beer. Because it was having a special uh, untapping party for the Omegong Brewery Valor oh Gorgeous Beer. Wait. Oh, okay. I was like, is Omegong near you? No, no, nothing no. It's not. Cool. It's not near me. But they were they were having a special event. So, dear listeners, I recorded this podcast instead of going uh, and getting some of the Valor Margolis beer and getting one of the exclusive. Uh, HBO collectible glasses that they were uh, giving out to, I don't know, it's like the first 30 people or something. So, so hopefully suddenly, Kristen got one. I suddenly have a new slot. What's that? It's to Will Lentz because it's 8 p.m. where you are. You'll be fine. Go to the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I've already missed out on the on the stuff, and I still have to edit the show. Just throw it up, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, give, give the people what they want. Raw a nice dog. raw dog and... Which, it's great. They've got that whole countdown that'll mean nothing to them that we do all the time. <laughs> it's proof that you usually do add it. Exactly. Yeah. Post it up. Go get beer. There you go. Thank you, Zone!